focused on the people and politics making headlines in the city by the bay. I'm columnist Heather Knight. Today I'm talking to Joe Schumann-Silver, the writer and director of Beach Blanket Babylon, the silly, entertaining review that's become as much of a cultural touchstone in San Francisco as the famous song it features. Joe and I chatted in the empty Club Fugazi in North Beach, the theater where her show is staged. She's a tiny woman with a huge personality who makes a point of staying on top of the news so she can weave in the latest crazy happening from the Trump White House in her show pretty much immediately. On the day we talked, Trump had just fired Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, and the country was eagerly waiting for the results of a special election for a House seat in Pennsylvania. She was watching the news, too, as we talked. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Have you ever been in here before? I've seen the well, show a few times. Show. Yes, you? yes, but it's fun to be here when we're all alone. When there's nobody. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever gone backstage? No. Okay. I think we're going to do you're, that next, you're right? You'll love it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. fabulous. Great. So how many years have you been writing Beach Blanket Babylon? Since Steve Silver died, my late husband. Mm-hmm. And what year? 1995. Before that, I worked with him, but it was totally his show. Right. I could give him suggestions, but it was totally Steve's show. Then in 95, when he passed away, it became my show. Uh But I have the best team in the world, and this really is a team effort. And you really drive the script, correct? Yes. 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 How how often are you changing? (laughs) If something happens right now, I mean, if somebody came, if Jane came over to me and said, look at this, this just happened, it will be in the show tonight. If I thought the audience would care about it, we could put stuff in that very second. That's how great this show is. And I imagine you're having to change all the time these days considering our national politics. Every second. (laughs) He's terrific for us, Trump. I mean, he's terrific for Beach Blank. He's horrible for the country, but he's great for Beach Blank. But last night I changed some lyrics, and then this morning I had to change a word or two. That's what happens now. We never had this. Right before when it's changing like not even daily yeah you know minutely yeah you know and that's what happens yesterday was a day that we went crazy what did you have to change yesterday in the script we didn't have a show yesterday oh (laughs) so I just made a million notes to see what I would put in today and I said to our director can you I write with and well everybody writes everybody gives us ideas and stuff I said we're not going to put anything in until four o'clock Mm. that's how it changes with him. Right. Are you talking about the Secretary of State being changed? We're mentioning that tonight. You are. I'm adding that into a song. How do you make that funny? Our songs songs are funny, and our characters are really funny. I think you saw the show. Did you see the Russians? Um, When Trump sang back in the USSR? Oh, yes. And it came in like risky. Okay. That's the best setup now for us we have two trump numbers you know von trump's and that number and because that that song is so funny and the characters we could change in a second we just changed the character and it slips right in there wow you know but i said we're going to put him in tonight who knows what's going to happen and are you on twitter following where he breaks all of his news yes you are yeah oh that's the first thing i did yeah i start following him as soon as he was running and um, how many newspapers and other news outlets are you Well, now it's with? really online. You yeah. know, I'm online constantly because that's really where you, 
we get our stuff online. Yeah. People call me, mm -hmm. you know, and say, I have a family back east, and they get things faster than us, although I read the Daily Mail from London, and so I get the newest news. Uh -huh. We have to be ahead of everybody, but we have to put it in that we think the audience will care. There's a way that you could be ahead of it, and the audience would be sitting there and going, like, what are they talking about? So we have to weigh that also to make sure everybody in the audience knows it and gets it. Otherwise, we'd have people going, huh, what they say? So that we're really very careful. As, as fast as we are, and we are fast, we have to make sure they all know it. And how do you balance, you know, San Franciscans would love a whole show that's anti-Trump, and yet you have a lot of tourists coming from other parts of the country oh, that might not. So. Are you kidding? <laughs> you see what we done, did with Clinton? And what we've done with Democrats? We are so not one party. Okay. You know, I was saying to somebody earlier, when Clinton was in, oh my God, that was like the best time we ever had. Monica Lewinsky and Linda Tripp were so fabulous for us. We never thought we were going to have anything like that. And then came Trump. So were the Obama years kind of boring for you? No, he wasn't boring because he was a fabulous <laughs> president and we loved him. But, but no, we had some characters in there. You know, it wasn't as quick as this because nothing's as quick right. as this, you know. But no, it's, it's, we're equal. Yeah. You know, both sides. Our best friend who comes all the time is Secretary of State George Shultz, and he brings Henry Kissinger with him and all of his um, Republican friends, and they love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they laugh as just as much as the Democrats because, which we always say, which Steve always said, we're not mean-spirited. We really aren't. We try to have fun with, not make fun of. I remember yeah. we had my girlfriend, his Martha Stewart, and we brought her, and she goes, am I on the show? I said, yeah, I'm just going to clean up. No, give it to me the way that I'm <laughs> in. And they love it because it's fun. We yeah. would last this long if we were mean-spirited. You know, it, it, things like that just don't last. I loved your Sarah Huckabee Sanders character. How did you come up with her? I look at everything till I could get the outfit that I think is recognizable to the audience. Everybody helps me. Every, you know, we get ideas from anywhere and I read everything but as I said my family calls me they're back east they're on the entertainment the kids here they're the best the cast and crew they're the best yeah. they really this um, New Year's they really help write everything plus where I got most of this stuff which sounds horrible Mad Magazine Oh, really? For whatever reason, because as I said, I read anything. I read A Year End, and I said to the kids, oh, my God, here's our New Year's Eve. Look at this. You know, the back in the USSR and all of that. So, no, we get it everywhere, but a lot from the cast and crew. Right. They'll just send it to me or call me and say, what do you think of this? Most of the time, they're terrific. The cast is really, and, and the crew. They're really fabulous. So as I said, anybody will give us an idea, and we'll take whatever we think the audience is going to care about. And who designed the Trump wig? Because that is quite something. Our wig maker, Tim Santry. He is fantastic. Yeah. He's been working for us. I don't even know how long. He just came in. We got so lucky. He's, he really is fabulous. Did you see Kim Jong-un? Or did I you just miss him? I might have just missed him. When Huckabee went into Kim Jong-un, 
No, I didn't see that. Okay, so it probably came the day when, in <laughs> the day after you came. Because it's always changing. It's all, it really is always changing. Right now, it's always changing. And we had that in New Year's Eve, and we thought it was genius. I mean, we were watching our Republican friends the most. We usually go by them on New Year's Eve and stuff. That's when we really go overboard. The Huckabee outfit that goes into Kim Jong-un. You'll have to come back. I will. <laughs> And it's, you don't expect it. You really don't <laughs> expect it. This was one of the best things I think we've ever done at the show. And can you talk about some news that happens so fast and then changes that you might be, you know, tweaking the script and then it's already too late to include it? Um, Does that ever happen? Uh, yeah, almost. The Secretary of State. Because I don't know what's going to happen today. None of us do. And if it changes, that's it. I mean, since the Secretary of State was fired... They had an election, and it looks like it's going the Democrat way. That would have to go in tonight instead of the Secretary of State. That's what I mean. It's happening so quickly, but we're ready for it. And what did you think on election night when Donald oh. Trump won? You were probably, like you say, it's great for the show and not so great for your personal politics. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. Still emotional about it? I'm really not, because once he won, I knew he'd be great for this show. But my godchild was there. My cousins were there. There was a million people at the house. And everybody was, I, I could cry now, even though it's probably the best thing that ever happened mm-hmm. to us. Um, yeah, it's too bad. I mean, I mean, I'm from New York. I knew about him before. I knew how nuts he was. Oh, my God. Can they go after me if they hear this? I think you're Okay. <laughs> Usually I'm crying about Steve, now I'm crying about Trump. But I knew about him because we we knew him in New York. Our family was friendly with him at the time. You, know? you met him personally? Oh, yeah. Hmm. One of my cousins, my cousin, it was like my brother's in the record business, and he always had his Grammy party at the Plaza Hotel when it was in New York, and Donald Trump owned it then. And he was the host. And, and we liked him. We didn't take him seriously, but we... He was very charming at the time, but we knew he should not be president. Hmm. We didn't know he was going to be this. I don't what think anybody did. What was he like in person? He was charming. Mm-hmm. He really was, if you could believe it, you know? No, he really was. <laughs> but this is crazy. I've never seen anything like him before. I mean, if he could get out in a couple of years and not do damage, then it would be okay, and then we'd have four great years with him. But no, this really isn't fair to the United States. It's really not. How's your show doing ticket-wise? Are people coming oh, to please. see? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. We are pretty lucky that we usually do well. Mm-hmm. You know, the show has a wonderful reputation and it changes all the time and the costumes are gorgeous and everything is so beautiful in this show and you know you're gonna see something new and fast and fabulous because the kids are so great. So, listen, we're going to be 45 years old, you know? So wow. we're doing pretty well, knock on wood. Yeah. We didn't think it was going to be like this. But Did you think you'd be around this long? I never thought about it. No? No, we never thought about it at all. I took over after, you know, when Steve passed away. Never thought it was going to last, not last. When Steve died, he had said to me, if they aggravate you or they make you unhappy or this is too, too much problems, get rid of it. 
I don't want you aggravated by this. And I never even thought about it. We all just got together. The people that were here, which was a lot of them, when Steve was here and just felt, we're keeping this going. And they're still here. Steve, he opened up the Savoy Tivoli, but he really started on street corners, you know, singing with his friends. It was the 70s, and they used to have these things called happenings. And they used to collect money, and he was going to make enough money to go to Hollywood and Vine. You know, that's how 70s it was. This, this is almost 45 years later. He, he would, I was going to say he would die. He would not believe that the show is still going. How but many more years do you think you can keep going? As long as, long as we can. You know, listen, it offers wonderful jobs for these people. Yeah. You know, they got benefits and it's put their kids through college. And it, it's fab. It really is wonderful, you know, because it really was put here to have fun. It wasn't put here for any serious reason or for a message or anything. When he got the name Beach Blanket Babylon, it was taken from those um, Frankie Avalon and Nefu Nicello Beach Blanket movie. And that's what he named it. But he thought, six weeks, you know, it's going to be fun because Steve was an artist and never thought that this was going to happen. And all of a sudden, it was the bar mitzvah. It was 25 years. We went to London. And now it's almost 45 years. Wow. A lot of people feel like San Francisco's losing that kind of funky eccentricity it was known for um, in the 70s and 80s. And do you think that well, this that's is helping every, to hold on to that? But that's every place yeah. is losing what it had in the, you know, in the 60s and 70s. Nothing's the same. San Francisco's still the best city in the world. It, re- it really is. I mean, listen, if we weren't, we would not be here if, we, if people didn't appreciate that we had that, because we're very much of the city, you know, and everybody in the city makes, a, thank God, makes a big deal about it when we had our 40th anniversary. City Hall, everybody in town made this big anniversary for us, and everybody had parties and stuff. No, I think we still have it, you know, or else we wouldn't be here if the people in San Francisco didn't feel that way. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you so much for being here today. It's been a lot of fun. Wait, you, you have to come back and see it. I will. Okay. <laughs> you want to go backstage? Yeah. San Francisco, welcome me home again. I'm coming home to go rolling. Love, This show is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Our theme music is San Francisco by Goss Prom, courtesy of the Free Music Archive. The show is produced by Dominic Fercasa and Fernando Diaz. For more City Hall coverage, you can follow Dominic on Twitter at Dominic Fercasa and me at HNightSF. Check out all of our coverage at sfchronicle.com.